Welcome to another installment of Puffy Talks Food and Football. You know how we do. And I'm your host, the P-U-F-F-Y. I'm back again, as promised. Um, Just knocking out these division previews, really. Trying to bring you those before, um, trying to really get them done before the preseason starts. That's really my main focus and goal, so I can talk about over-under. So I don't really have, uh, I mean, of course, injuries, you have to adjust for that. But um, really just trying to do this just based off the knowledge I have now. Um, Some content to give you to build up some momentum to the season to get you hyped about the show. Um, I hope you enjoyed the last episode talking about the AFC North. Um, I truly enjoyed it. It was fun. I got a lot of feedback on it. Um, they was with me on Cleveland being the bottom tier, um, team of food there. So, um, not too much to say about the football part because you just have to wait and see that out. But, um, back again with another week of food and football. And I'm talking the NFC West. And I have a guest this week. Um, I'll bring them in in a second um, to discuss their team and maybe another team in the division that I uh, would like to get to that I find kind of interesting. But um, this week we'll be really talking about the NFC West. going to try to alternate divisions, give you an AFC team, an NFC team. So um, the NFC West is the division we'll be talking about, the wild, wild NFC West. Uh, <clears throat> the loaded division, honestly, most of these teams could go to another division and, and probably win it. If not, definitely get a wild card spot. Um, just a tough division to be in, and I'm so glad that I have somebody here to discuss the 49ers, and I'm probably going to get them to discuss the the Seattle Seahawks because those are just two of the teams I'm kind of just um, mostly intrigued by in this division. Uh, 49ers being that the injuries they had last year, um, what they bring back this year, along with the rookie quarterback, um, Kyle Shanahan, that defense maybe getting back on track. Uh, when you look at Seattle, um, what have the pieces they brought in, you're looking at have they established or have they addressed the issues that they had last year on defense <coughs> in the secondary Excuse me, um, pass rush wise, uh, had to clean that up to really compete in this tough division. Offensive line was a little better last year. Um, you had the weird offseason for Russell Wilson, complaining about getting hit, things of that nature. Excuse me, sorry. So, you're thinking to yourself, you know, what's the season going to be like for Russell Wilson? I expect him to come out here and have a monks the year. Um, with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Chris Carson, Rashard Penny, um, if those guys can stay healthy, if the defense can make some moves, maybe they'll be, you know, right back on top. And with the Rams, you know, we'll talk about Stafford joining the team, getting rid of golf. The Cam Akers injury, obviously, is a huge loss to the team. Um, the defense, we'll talk about losing Brandon Staley, their defensive coordinator, and adjusting. Um, to what um, the new defensive coordinator has in store for him. In, um, his name slipped in my mind, man. He used to coach the Bucks. Okay. It's going to hit me in a second. But, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. And then um, we'll talk about the Cardinals. 
obviously a lot of additions this offseason. Chandler Jones news hitting the airways. He's seeking a trade. He isn't um looking to stay there any longer. Have they made enough additions to the offensive line? Kyler Murray's progression in his third year on the Cliff Kingsbury. Um, Vance Joseph coasting the defense there. So a lot to get into, and um, I'm looking forward to it. So with that being said, I'm going to bring in our guest, and we're going to go from there. Yeah, stay tuned. All right. We're back here with our guest, the Duck. Um, can you hear me? Are you connected? Yeah. Are you in there? Yeah, I hear you. All right, all right. Um, you might want to speak up a little loud. I don't know, get a little closer to your mic. But um, did a little overview of the vision I'm talking about today. And I uh, had to bring a resident for a faithful in to talk to the people. And, uh, just take the minds of you and see how you're feeling about the team this upcoming year and um we'll talk about the Seahawks right after just try to get a little bit of that too um so first off let's talk about I got a question what's up Chandler Jones said he wanna he requested a trade yeah what would be a good spot I mean he could go anywhere but what would be a good spot definitely we can talk about that um to me, a good spot for Chandler Jones, a good landing spot for him. Baltimore. He's obviously going to want to go to a contender. Baltimore it would be the number one team because that's the type of stuff that Baltimore generally does, those type of championship moves they make. Um, you look at a team like Indianapolis. Definitely, definitely. They feel like they can compete. Um, you look at a team like Dallas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who would be great to go do they have the cap room to do that though? No, they, don't. they probably don't. Um, you look at if we, if we had the cap room, the Titans had the cap room. You got to look at a team like the Titans, who I mean, they just yeah. had a pass. But I mean, the more the merit, the Vikings. Definitely, yeah, the Vikings. Yeah. The Vikings would be a great team to honestly just assessing it right now. I'm going. I'm saying I, I, I like the Vikings as a destination. I like the, the Colts is a team they could grab more in the Ravens. Yeah, those all three of them sound good to me. All three of them sound, you know. And if he wasn't in a division, the uh, the Seattle Seahawks, but yeah, you know, Atlanta. Hell yeah, yeah. Carolina is a team that's you know they they into that type of stuff now. They'll go big. Him and him and Brian Burns in the same defense would be ooh, that'd, be, that'd be a terror. They're already doing some really crazy things that I'm like I, I can't they, like their defense is gonna be a little. It's, it's gonna be I, I I can't wait to watch them this year. I'm gonna definitely watch them a little bit, even though I don't expect too much out of Sam Donald. But Chandler Jones requesting trade. I mean, if he gets his wish. I mean, that defense already. I, Gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about that because that defense is already a question mark. The weak link in the division to me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's definitely the weak link. So, um, but I'm trying, I feel like there's another team I, I'm just it's just in my face. I'm slacking on it now. That, that seems to be about it. Reunite, you reunite with Patriots. 
Yeah, why not? Maybe sure. the Dolphins should spend some of that draft capital. That's who should do it. That's the team that should do it. I can see it too. Anyway, man, no, 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 yeah, exactly. Exactly. He that type of player. And he yeah. one of the more underrated players in the league. Yeah, he is. He is. But, um, he definitely gonna hurt that defense. I mean, because you ain't gonna get that same production out of the JJ Watt that you traded for. You know what I'm saying? You don't even know if he's going to be healthy or you. I wouldn't count on it. You can't count on it. Mm. Car battery, head ass. Oh. Let's talk about the 49ers, man. Uh, what you want to know? Let's, let's talk about the – let's talk about the first one. Let's talk about the draft. Um, obviously, you guys make the big trade. Trade up to uh, – trade Pick of the draft. <clears throat> yep. uh, obviously, having Jimmy Garoppolo there in competition between the two. <laughs> What's the, give me the best case scenario for the 49ers out there. Give me the worst case scenario. If we deal with the quarterback situation this year. Well, I don't know. Like, I give you two different best case scenarios with them. Like, it's a scenario where we don't see Lance all year and Jimmy plays well, and you know that en- enhances drought. I mean, what we be able to trade him for, you know? Because we, I mean, he still got this. This is last, actually got another year after this year, but uh, and the best case scenario with Lance, you know, he come in. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to wait the midway through the season. Maybe week three or week four, put him in there and see what he got. I feel like, I mean, I feel like he could be offensive rookie of the year. If he go out, he, I mean, he set up perfectly. We stay healthy. We're going to run the hell out of the ball. We're going to run the ball, ball probably 500 times this year. Trey Sermon, third round pick. Oh, hey, he going to be an animal. Because um. most are going to get hurt. Jeff Wilson already hurt. I'll keep a bet at running backs. <laughs> I'll tell you that shit know his system. I mean, he don't draft on that durable, man, or, or something. I don't know what – I mean, just – it's something in the turf. It's something in the water in San Francisco. It's got to be something somewhere in San Francisco. Without the injuries. Running back. And we just got rid of our training staff. What was it? This year. We got a new training staff. So – and people are already getting hurt. In the worst-case scenario – Us missing the playoffs, which I, I don't know. I got a feeling we we not gonna make the playoffs. Um, I got us anywhere from seven to nine wins. I try to I try to list um different other draft picks to also point out to the people for not a selected uh and for Notre Dame in the second round. I feel like he'll probably he probably start right. I feel like he gonna start. He gonna. Uh, he gonna start opposite uh, Lake and Thompson, and I feel like if you start, that's gonna really fortify our offensive line. I think our offensive line gonna be better than it was last year with picking up Alex, Alex Mack. One, one thing I know for sure about offensive linemen from Notre Dame, they send them really. They come in and they, I mean, they just really been producing them. Um, Brian Kelly just really been pumping it out, so that's why I, I slotted him in as a starter. But um, y'all also see the end of Thomas cornerback. Yeah, but he didn't play last year. Oh, uh, I'm kind of excited. 
out of besides probably Trey Lance, he's probably the one I'm most excited for. I want to see him play, and we need it because we kind of stay in that corner. Yeah, <clears throat> after losing um Richard Sherman, obviously he's going through his offseason troubles. Yeah, um, we lost. Witherspoon went to Seattle. Witherspoon going to Seattle, of course. Um, you know, we never know how that's going to go, you know, with his injury history. And then Emmanuel Mosley was good two years ago. Last year was kind of up and down. Uh, we got K1 in the slot, though. He one of the more underrated players in the league. So. Yeah. Um <clears throat> Robert Sala going to the Jets, uh, stepping in for him. D'Amico Ryan, former Texas player, um, was there for a few years. Linebacker coach, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, linebacker coach. I'm kind of excited to see what he do, too. Like, is he going to stay with what Sala was doing? Or he going, you know, he probably going to put his little touches on the defense, too. I feel like he's going to be more aggressive. Yeah, I think he is too. I mean, Salah was aggressive. He, I mean, he had to be last year with all the injuries we had, you know, up front. So he had to be. I'm kind of excited to see what D'Amico Ryan is going to do. Um, Fred Warner just got the big payday. Best coverage linebacker in the league. Definitely top three, top five linebacker in the league. Just period. Yeah, he, he Fred amongst the man. Beside him, uh, Drake. He a really uh I don't know polarizing player I'll be seeing on Twitter like certain people love him and certain people you know he just just say he's a player I'm kind of in between he'll make a play but at the same time he miss a tackle he get lost in coverage I mean he's a good player um yeah I agree I agree ain't nothing too special about it but you could do a lot worse uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You do a whole lot worse. You do a whole lot worse. But um, all that's really dependent. I mean, the linebackers are linebackers. We know Fred Warner would be a stud. Um, Jason Verrett, if he can stay healthy, he's been pretty good. Um, I really like Jimmy Ward. and um, Underrated player. He don't really cause a whole lot of turnovers, but he he do his job, you know. And he versus play corner. He play both safety spots. You put him down in the nickel. Um, really, to me, it's all just depending on the front. We all know that getting Nick Mullins back from the ACL injury, um, Nick Kenlock, his second year, maybe taking a step. Nick Bosa, man. You said Nick Mullins. Man, Nick Bosa, man, man. You know what I mean? I had Nick Mullins on the Nick Mullins, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Nick Mullins down there in, in Jacksonville now. So, uh, I just no, see. that's Bessa. Nick Mullins ain't with nobody. He still he had Tommy John surgery, I think. I picked I picked the Mully up as a backup quarterback from Tennessee. For sure. You better I'll not take Mully fish. Mully fish. Okay, hey, so catch uh, my ride out for the Mully fish. Nick Mullins is the worst. He has the worst pocket presence of any quarterback I've ever seen, man. I watched a lot of 49ers games. I'd agree because them strip sacks be coming. Uh, I've watched Mariota in the pocket. He has terrible pocket presence. Tannehill, that's probably his biggest thing. He'll stand there. He take a lot of hit. But, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. French, I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see what uh, Epicon gonna do. Yeah, yeah, y'all got y'all got y'all at it. Samson Epicon ain't, ain't that his name from the Rams. Yeah. Uh, y'all let Kerry hide him. You know he's going over to Seattle. I, I, wish, so, I wish we could have kept him. Solomon Thomas went to um, the Raiders, I think. The Raiders. So those two players, you know, rotational pieces. We, Solomon Thomas. We, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I I was gonna say him, but I got a name who might break out on that defensive line. He played some last year and he wore a weird ass number last year. But uh Kevin Gibbons. Kevin Gibbons, okay. What are we looking Kevin out for? Kevin Gibbons. Look out for his <laughs> look out for him. For y'all too. Who? Ari's hers. Yeah, he, he I don't know. The Raiders crazy. I don't know why the Raiders got rid of him. I mean he's really more of a pass rushing, but like I mean, y'all just gonna have a mean ass front man rotation now. Like, yeah. If y'all stay healthy, it should really, really do justice. Because I mean, if y'all as y'all can pressure the quarterback, if Jason, like I said, if these people stay healthy in the secondary, and y'all can make plays on the ball, defense should finish you no know, less less than top twelve in my mind. Hey, what's crazy? I was thinking that same number twelve. I mean, you don't have to be. We know in NFL, you know, you get turnovers, you get timely sacks, sacks on third down, get off the field on third down, be able to yeah. break. As long as you somewhere between the top 18, 19, you, you're straight, really, defense-wise, as long as your offense is the top. Yeah, depending on what your offense is. Yeah. You, you, you can pass. You can get by. But, uh, you know, y'all did add Alex Mack, too. Is he taking over at center? Yeah, because Western Richburg retired. Nicole Pruitt is a nice number two tight end. Y'all added him too. I just got a couple of y'all yeah. additions. Uh, yeah. You know, change. Y'all got Wayne too now. Don't sleep. Who? Well, y'all got Wayne Gallman. Yeah. I want to see how he going to do if he going to make the team. I mean, y'all, y'all need as many running backs y'all can have. Yeah. I mean, with the receivers, let's talk about the receivers. Let's talk about that. Are you. Uh, Sanu, um, who, uh, Travis gone, Kendrick Bourne's gone. Uh, you get, um, what's my guy from Baylor? From Baylor? Uh, oh, I, uh, hurt, hurt. Yeah, yeah. Y'all get hurt. Well, hurt. We, we can't really depend on that. He ain't got hurt for the whole season, last two years, so we don't know. I want to I see mean, him play because I feel like Debo Samuel, yeah, Kittle. Who am I forgetting? Man, that's it, really. Ayuk, Kittle, Debo got Richard James back. He's more special team, but he in the game, though. I mean, he'll make a play, and he's a great blocker. Even though we talking about receiver, Richard James is one of the best run blocking receivers. It is. Uh, we just got to have somebody step up in that number three spot, man. That's all it is. Dude, we drafted from Tennessee last year. Uh, Juwan Jennings. Oh. I like Juwan Jennings. Somebody got to step up right there. Also, Debo got to stay healthy. Yeah, he do. So, Trey Lance starts when? Uh, realistically. Week seven, six or seven, probably. 
If it was me, ABC start from day one. If it was me, <clears throat> I agree. Get the growing pains out the way. Find yeah. out what you got on top. Well, wait. Well, wait. You know what you got in Garoppolo. You know he's not the future. Well, wait. No. The more no, reps you get in training camp, well, y'all not having a training camp. Y'all cancel all off-season activities. But the more reps he get, he's just taking away from um, Garoppolo gets. He's just taking away from Trey Lance. Yeah, like, she going to just trade. Jimmy ain't going to get all the third-round pick or whatever the fuck we going to get for him. Trade to the Ravens. The Ravens. Yeah, tell me, take him as a backup quarterback and give him a good ass coach that he got. That'll be all right. They ain't gonna give you one of them, though. I don't feel like they'd do it, but. Right. Um, I'm gonna transition over to Seattle. Uh, get a little bit, borrow a little bit of time for them. Team that I know we probably don't talk about them a few times. I go back and forth to Seattle. Um, looking at the roster, the biggest questions I come out are having are pass rush and secondary. And of course, the offensive line has been a problem in second since Russell Wilson's been there. So, um, how, how long has Russell been in the Like 19 years? So, it's like a long time to have a damn offensive line problem. But it's still. Some of it's Russell, though. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of it's Russell holding the ball, not taking what defense gives him, wanting to make a big play. But. Um, you're right, because I mean they're not they're not as terrible as they used to be for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It used to be downright horrendous. Um, but when you talk about the Seattle Seahawks, they only had three picks in this draft. Uh, Seahawks are one of the teams like the Rams, like the Saints. They'll trade draft picks. They'll make splashes um, to make things happen. But their first pick in round two, they selected Dwayne Estridge, received out of Western Michigan, um, polished older receiver. Think he, I, I heard he said, though, he's straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, they, they drafted somebody to probably come in and compete because they need a number three, honestly. They need somebody to emerge. Um, they probably need somebody to emerge to take over Tyler Lockett from what I've heard about his needs, you know what I'm saying? It ain't got too much more. Oh, man, and I like Tyler Lockett, too. I do, too. But uh, I think important. Or maybe it's just a little rest. That's why he tailed off in the last season. Maybe this all season. Maybe had you know what I'm saying maybe the rest of them good. Uh, Trey Brown for Oklahoma selected him in a uh, Stone Foresight tackle out of Florida, and uh, Trey Brown's a linebacker. But uh, that's those were their three picks. Actually, Stone Foresight to probably start. Um, used to I remember watching a little bit of him on Florida from people during the draft season. Uh, departure stage. Run reads. I think he went to Kansas City. No. Don't, don't quote me on that. I know exactly what you're running read with. I wrote it down. But uh, it's neither here or there. Right Greg Olson, KJ Wright's gone. Uh, Jacob Hollister. Hey, KJ Wright's done for Yeah. Shaquille Griffin. Um, both of the Griffin brothers, actually. It was just like, they told the other one to get out, too. It's like, we ain't got your brother no more. We ain't keeping you. We clean y'all up. And uh, they added Gabe Jackson. So that's big. Yeah. That's big for the office line. 
uh, Alden Smith, Kerry Hodder, Akilah Witherspoon. Yeah, but we doing something. Wait, wait till we get off the phone. We doing a podcast. He can't answer you now. But I don't think the I don't know, man. This either gonna be Russell last year or Pete Carroll last year with them or both. I don't think they gonna make the playoffs. You don't think they gonna make the playoffs? Nope. I do. I don't. I do. I don't know, man. Just quarterback coach. You know what I'm saying? Quarterback coach. I just keep thinking about that, like. Every time we think they ain't going, you know what I'm saying, be no good, still be good. I don't know. I just, and I can't even really give you a reason behind why I'm saying it. But I don't think they're going to the playoffs. When the team's in the NFC, I mean, you got, the, you got whatever happened in the Green Bay one. So, uh, you got the Vikings who should be more important. You got the division at the end and stuff. If they can just conquer that. Uh, you got the NFC South, which we don't really expect anybody but the Bucks to make any noise in that division, and, and the NFC East, which we'll talk about that. But I mean, I don't believe in Washington to do anything. So, I mean, that's still leaking. You know what I'm saying? Three playoffs. I, 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 I got Washington and the Giants making the playoffs. That's definitely a conversation right there about the Giants, because I don't know about that. <laughs> Okay. I, don't believe, I don't believe in Daniel Jones as a state. The overall team going to be all right. They still got Jason Garrett. That's true. You're right about that. <laughs> <laughs> Seattle, man, you know, looking at their roster, I stand it. They pass rush, you know, it's going to be a combination of, like, L.J. Collier, Daryl Taylor. They still got that left. Dunlap, Kerry Hyder, uh, Alden Smith. So, if they can get anything out of that rotation, Puna Ford in the middle, uh, they can get anything out of that. Because uh, I know Puna Ford to show up. They can get anything out of Dunlap, Hyder, Collier, Taylor. And Alden Smith, I mean, it, it's way better than what they had last year they made the playoffs. And in the yeah. secondary, you really the problem is really the cornerback, the other uh Trey Flowers, Kilo Wilson, DJ Reed, and uh, you probably have you on the spot, like trying to put a little safety. Marquis They got Demarius Randall, he's switching the corner. You know, so it'll probably, you know, it'll be um Quandre Big and Marquis Bassy, I guess. I mean, it's not technical, but so, so like, beside Bobby Wagner. Sound like the, the Dolphins have to score a lot of points. I, I mean, they did last year. They tailed off at the end, but they got a new office coordinator. You know, come from the Rams. So, everybody gets excited to see out about what they're supposed to be running. Uh, you know, they finished number six. Last year in offensive DVOA, uh, uh, number 16 for the defensive DVOA. So, I mean, the defense got a little better. It was terrible at the beginning. Yeah, a little better. Oh, yeah, I'll talk about the trip. I said Marquis and Country Dix. 
It's Quandre Diggs and Jamal Adams. With Jamal Adams, yeah. So yeah. you got to get into the pass rush. I mean, I, I, I think they they can do a whole lot worse from the edge, just for certain. Yeah. They, it's taking it's taking what I'm worried about. Less questions and more answers. Seattle offense is going to score a whole lot of points. That secondary don't sound good. It's not the worst secondary division. And I'm and I, I, I'm going to be completely honest with you. The only thing that separates the one decent secondary in y'all division as opposed to the other three teams is that one team has the they got a shut down. Yeah, they got a shutdown corner. The other one and they have, they have the best one in the NFL. Yeah. It's literally in it. The team I'm going to talk about next, Cardinals. When I look at their team, that's the first thing that pops out. Red fucking flag. It's waving. Right up. In that, you got the secondary. No, of course, the coach, Pete Bozo. Pete Bozo. That's it. Just, you know That's the last team in the division right now. I don't know if you want to stick around and talk about them because I'm about to transition to them. Well, yes, I guess I'm gonna get off. I gotta run somewhere anyway. All right. Uh, so I'll be uh, back on at some other point. Yeah, I'll bring. I'll, I'll be back on. I appreciate you uh, jumping on here. Uh, I'm gonna knock out these last two divisions. I'm gonna make the food. All right, man. All right, man. Appreciate you. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you to the duck for that. Coming on, giving us a little bit of his time, uh, discussing the San Francisco 49ers is a fan of the team. Really great insight. Uh, to get into the mind of a fan of a team. And that's what I'm trying to do here on Puffy Talks Food and Football. When I bring a guest on during these division previews, I'm bringing a specific guest on just to talk about their team and just to get a little bit into the mind of it. I know when we do the AFC East, I have a Dolphins fan um, to to get right there. Big year for them coming up. I have Falcons. I have two Falcons fans. Uh, I believe I have a Panthers fan coming on. I uh, might even have a say. I might even be able to do that whole division outside of Tampa Bay. Uh, I have not been able to find anybody for the NFC North, uh, AFC South. I can cover that extensively just being a Titans fan. And um, the AFC West, I have a Raiders fan coming on. And that'll do that. And I have a Dallas fan coming on and an Eagles fan coming on for that division. So, Pretty strong throughout there. But uh, let me get back to the NFC West. Um, yeah, talking about Arizona, as I said, I'm pretty down on this team. Uh, as we talked about, Chandler Jones requested a trade uh, today. The news came out, which is Sunday. You're getting this on Monday. Uh, we talked about that. We covered how we think that's going to go for that team, how that should play out, some good trade destinations for Chandler Jones. But, um, yeah. I think the coach is a complete bozo in Arizona. Um, Cliff Kingsbury is a 
He's an L.A. boy, man. He's a Sunshine State man, but uh, he's just not as a coach. Uh, too conservative. The offense is trash. They've reduced um, Nuke Hopkins to a curl route all-star. His wheel route is just really terrible. He doesn't really run anything downfield too much. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, don't know if he's going to be there. They added A.J. Green, who was a shell of himself last year. I mean, A.J. Green, Jalen Ramsey was right when he told him his old ass is washed up his old wit. It's been downhill ever since. Uh, Christian Kirk's still there. Uh, the offensive line should be a bit better this year. They added Rodney Hudson, um, center from the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Brian Winters comes over from the Bills. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to be starting. You know, you got DJ Humphreys down there. And, um Josh Jones from last year, so uh, we'll see what they are able to do. Um, keep Kyler Murray from being running, from being on the run, running from before his life. This is this is my problem, with Kyler Murray. Let, let's just talk about it. This is really my problem, with Kyler Murray. He can't see over the field. Let's just be honest. He's short. He's fucking short. Let's just let's just be honest. He's like five six, five seven, five. I don't. I, I, I'm exaggerating. He's like five nine, five ten, and he can't see over the offensive line. So he can't throw over the middle of the field, the intermediate parts. He's terrible. Just look it up. I ain't going to lie to you. He's one of the bottom quarterbacks at throwing over the intermediate parts of the middle. Um, the running around, it's all cool and all, but when he can't escape the pocket and make those plays, he gets banged up. Um, he's really good about sliding, not taking big hits, but as you've seen last year, all that running catches up to him. Um, and he's... He still struggles to really process what's happening after the snap. Uh, part of the reason why he's running around like crazy. Uh, Cliff's Kingsbury offense doesn't do any help. Uh, pretty good actually running offensive offense, but I'm just not a fan of design. And then when you flip over to the other side of the ball, Vance Joseph, um, he did a really nice job last year with uh, what they had. Struggled to get a role for Isaiah Simmons, Isaiah Simmons their first-round pick last year, till late in the year. But really, uh, down the stretch, he started to come on and make a couple plays. Uh, added Zayvon Collins, linebacker from Tulsa in the draft. Um, was really questioning why that happened, but I guess in today's NFL, what I'm really gathering what that is, um, th this is like really scatterbrained mind, so stay with me here if I go on a tangent. I used to play, I, I still do. Love to play NCAA football, right? And I've always ran the two four five and the three three five. It's basically in just the nickel, the big nickel. It's just base defense. The only three defenses I needed, and I always felt like the perfect defense in any level is if you can get a two four five and you can get two defensive linemen that are big enough to be in the middle. They can pass rush and stop the run. Two linebackers on the edge. They can do a little bit of air. They can they can rush. Stand against the run, but they can do a little bit of dropping in the zone and things. Two linebackers that can kind of do it all. And f five guys in the secondary who can play man, but understand the zone really well. St most importantly, safeties have to be good. And I feel like that's kind of what the, you know, most, in of course, the best way to keep up to what the NFL is doing now is to look down to the lower levels of college because football tends to bubble up. So stuff you see at the D3 and D2 levels, um, seems to translate because, you know, you got to get an edge. So, I know, like I said, it was scatterbrained. I kind of feel like that's what the the, uh, the Cardinals are trying to do with Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons. Um, trying to have those two do it all linebackers. 
little bit of pass rush, but the problem, and they played a whole lot of man. They were one of the top man teams last year, but they just don't have the horses for it. Um, like I said, they added a couple pieces. Um, James Conner, they added as a running back, I guess, to go behind Chase Edmonds because Kenyon Drake has went on to um, Oakland. But um, they added DeQuest, Denard, Sean Williams in the secondary, uh, uh, Malcolm Butler to replace Patrick Peterson, I guess. Uh, Devondre Campbell also went on. Hassan Reddick went on to the um, Panthers. J.R. Sweezy also left, but mo- mostly um, Drake Kirkpatrick also left, who was not absolutely terrible for them last year. But, I mean, when you're fielding Robert Alford, who was coming off of injury, Byron Murphy, and Malcolm Butler with Buda Baker, and we'll see who slotted at the other safety, I think is Deontay Thompson. Um, that exactly is the type of secondary you don't need. Uh, when you're trying to compete to get a wild card spot to win the division, because it sounds like to me you have a bunch of human toast ovens. I watched Malcolm Butler the last three years in Tennessee. I watched him last year. Yes, he was our best corner, the best corner on the team that was almost historically bad on third down. Uh, the 29th ranked secondary, I believe, in the sec in in the league, uh, struggles with speed, which isn't what you really want. In this division, um, when you have to deal with Tyler Lockett and DJ Metcalf and Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel, and then you flip it and you got the Rams with Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and then they have Tutu Atwell. We'll see how that goes. But uh, really just not a fan of what the Cardinals um, are doing in the secondary. Like I said, they got a bunch of flame brawl all-stars. Sign them up at Burger King, put them on the value mail. Malcolm Butler. Robert Alford and Bryce Murphy all going for $1.29 on the value meal, flame bro, however you want to have it your way, Burger King to Arizona Cardinals way. Just don't see it happening. Don't see it playing out for the team that finished number 19 on offense and DVOA, uh, final ranking number 10 on defense and number 19 the special teams. Uh, I expect their defense to take a step back. Uh, we'll see about the offense. Uh, expect it to be pretty steady. Don't expect too much of a fall off from the offense if Kyler Murray is able to, you know, take another step and Cliff Kingsbury able to expand that offense and create some more explosive plays and uh, not to rely so much on uh, running after the catch and really not limiting DeAndre Hopkins' route tree. Uh, like I said, I'm really not a fan of our outlook. I think this is the fourth team in the division. Uh, not a fan of Cliff Kingsbury and his decision-making. I think he is – He's not aggressive enough at times when he should be. Um, I just think it's time for him to go back to college and go coach at one of these SEC schools who's going to be trying to throw uh, millions of dollars at him after he – I don't wish bad on anybody. Let me talk. Let me not talk about that. But one thing I will say is I'm going to try to give you guys like a best bet, maybe two or three of them I feel like front of these division previews. You know, one of my best my best bets, I would say, if you want to throw some money on something, you got $100 just laying around. Um, not saying it's going to happen, but Cliff Kingsbury is really good value on first coach to be fired. If you can find it somewhere on the sports book. Um, moving on, we're going to talk about the L.A. Rams, the final team in this division. Team that made a big splash this year, going out and getting Matthew Stafford, trading with the Detroit Lions, uh, with Jerry Goff making that trade. Stafford, a long-time veteran. Uh, the Detroit Lions gave a lot for that city. 
um, injury plate last year. Just really good, really time for a change for everybody involved. I know Vic Vaves probably became so frustrated at watching Jared Goff play like a high school quarterback who's uh, used to throwing five passes, five pass plays, and anything outside of that. His brain just can't compute it. He went and got Matthew Stafford. Still has a lot left in the tank. They added Deshaun Jackson, uh, another receiver I forgot to talk about. The Cardinals flame bro secondary don't want to deal with. Can't deal with that speed deep. Uh, if you can keep him healthy with Robert Woods and Cooper Cup and um, not Gerald Everett because Gerald Everett went on. Uh, Tyler Higby, the tight end. Tyler Higby, who I like a lot. Who uh, that, That's my other best bet. If you can grab Tyler Higby in fantasy, Cash it out. You're going to win. Uh, a lot of He's going to make a lot of plays this year. I truly believe that. Cam Akers, the news about him tearing his ACL, absolutely devastating. Uh, you don't want that for anybody, uh, especially a player like Cam Akers, who was promising coming off a pretty good year last year. You sub in Malcolm Brown there. You get um, – no, Malcolm Brown is actually going to the Dolphins. You're going to get Daryl Henderson there. So we'll see where they're able to go with that. Daryl Henderson's not pretty – he's not bad. They had Ernest Jones um, and Bobby Brown in the draft to go along with Tutu At. Well, they're another team. Like I said, the Rams make a splash. They don't kill. Um, they treat they treat draft picks draft picks like Les Need, the owner. I'm pretty sure treat dollar bills. He wiping his ass with him. He tossing them to the side. So, uh, yeah, Just like I said, Jerry Goff's gone. Michael Brockers, longtime running mate, Aaron Donald has uh, finally moved on. He's went to Detroit also. Uh, you're going to get Austin Blythe. He's gone there now uh, off the offensive line. No, actually, they oh, they re-signed Austin Blythe. Um, uh, yeah, they did really did. He's going to play center. Uh, Troy Hill, cornerback, moved on. Gerald Everett playing with Seattle now. Troy Hill actually went to the Browns along with John Johnson, two pivotal minutes of that, uh, that secondary from last year, and Brandon Staley's defense, which was really good, top defense in the league last year. Josh Reynolds moves on to the Titans to slide in their wide receiver three and saps from Ikebon. Uh, Ibukan moved to the 49ers to rush on the edge. So uh, a lot of holes <clears throat> for the number 10th ranked offense on the DVOA. Last year, I expect them to stay steady. Um, you know, you got Whitworth, um, Austin Davis, I mean, David Whitworth, David Edwards, Austin Blythe, Austin Corbin, and uh, – Rob Havenstein slated to start an offensive line, um, and that's been the group they run with. We'll see what uh, becomes of that. As you know, the Rams are a top-heavy team. They're one of those teams that really can't afford injuries because when that happens, that's when you see uh, the run game tend to take a dip. That's when you see the Jerry Goff decision-making get even worse in the passing game when he doesn't have a Cooper Cup out there. Uh, Robert Woods, one of the most underrated receivers in the league. You get Deshaun Jackson with his burner speed on the outside, adding a whole nother dimension. We we really haven't seen from McVay. I mean, think about it. We've seen Jared Goff, high school quarterback, you know what I'm saying? Ask Madden quarterback on pro. Yeah, just throw it to B, going to be open. We've seen that. Now he get a dog in Stafford. And I'm going to let you know right now, man, I got a buddy, he's a Lion fan, he calls Stafford the dog. Stafford's a good quarterback. Stafford, uh, about two, three years ago, was really playing really well before he suffered a back injury. Uh, I'm excited to see what he can do with competent coaching, with a competent organization, with a defense around him, with weapons. 
uh, because I think it could be exciting, man. Stafford be good money to put down on to win MVP. That would be a good bet. Um, but when you flip sides to the defense, you have the best player in the league. I know Patrick Mahomes is in our league, but Aaron Donald is a Hall of Famer, first ballot, no question. So he's the best player in the league to me because uh, Aaron Rodgers won MVP last year, uh, and rightfully so, was uh, just as good, if not better, than Mahomes. There's not going to be anybody just as good or better than Aaron Donald. Uh, what you're witnessing now is truly gener- generational. Pay attention to it. Um, but like I said, he doesn't have Michael Brockers anymore. Um, Ashawn Robinson actually slides into that position. Now, um, they don't have Leonard Floyd got the payday. Uh, career, 10 year, 10 sacks last year. Good for Leonard Floyd. I like them coming out. But Samson Ikuban moves on. Who's going to be able to rush that passer? Um, you know, their linebackers all to all together to me are just a problem. Um, Leonard Floyd, or Troy Reader, Kenny Young, those are pretty much the guys that are going to be, you know, whoever takes the side outside of um, Leonard Floyd's up for grabs. It's a lot of questions. David Long will be starting out, outside of Jalen Ramsey, outside of, uh, I mean, now that Trey Hill's moved on. John Johnson's gone. You have Taylor Rapp over there with Jordan Fuller, maybe. Those would be the two safeties. So, a lot of questions on the Rams' defense. To me, who I don't think enough people are. I mean, I get it. They have Jalen Ramsey and they have Aaron Donald, but you're really counting on Leonard Floyd to repeat the performance of last year, something he didn't do, something he did for a contract year. Um, you're a bunch of unknown linebackers. A whole new Raheem Morris. That, I told you I'd think of the lame later. Told you I would think of the name later. I always got this. But you got Raheem Morris, who's been a defense coordinator, who's been a head coach, who's probably auditioning again for that role. We don't know how much is going to change, but if he's going to put his own twist on the defense, we don't really know too much about the Rams secondary outside of Jalen Ramsey and Jordan Fuller, who was phenomenal in his rookie year outside of Ohio State. But we have to see him do that again. Um, but like I said, I do, I do expect the offense to be able to carry the defense who might show for a dip. You can't expect them to stay if they're the number one um, defense. Well, they were the number four DVOA defense last year, uh, number 30 special teams, which is terrible. Um, if number four, I mean, if you even if you drop down to 10, I believe if your offense is number 10 and you can get your offense to bump up four spots, five spots, and you, if you get in the five, then you're the top five offense and the top 10 defense, which is a recipe for success to get to the Super Bowl. So barring health, I expect the Rams to be really good. I expect them to come out. Um, actually, prom. Yeah, I, I, I'll go as far as to say it. I, I'll say it. I, I'll go at the Rams. I, I'll give the Rams a nod. I got the Rams as the top team in this division. Uh, let, let we can go ahead and wrap with that one. I got the Rams as the top team in this division. I expect that offense to score points. Uh, I have Seattle's number two. Uh, I expect that defense to be better. I don't expect them to be where they were last year. I expect them to get a little bit more pass rush. But you help out the secondary and I expect Russell to cook the run game to be a little better. Uh, but we'll see how much Pete Carroll hinders that if he wants to run the ball more. I have San Francisco. I still have them being a playoff team. I just have them finishing third. Uh, too many questions on the offense uh, at the receiver position and the quarterback position and then the health of the team overall. I just can't really trust them to stay healthy for a 17 game season. And then Arizona, like I said, not a fan of the coach. Not a really a fan of the front seven if Chandler's gone for sure. Uh, I really do like Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins. But, um, so I won't say I'm not a fan of the front seven. I'm really not a fan of the back half of the defense. 
just don't think uh, Vance Joseph can come out there with that same scheme that he ran last year and be successful uh, with the corners that they have. And with that, <clears throat> that will be the end of the football segment. So now we'll talk food. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Puffy's talking food now. So when I got to this team, these teams, um, I'll start with the Rams since I have them finishing number one on the field. Uh, the Rams and the Chargers food go hand in hand. So you'll hear me repeat this stuff down the line. But uh, Los Angeles, uh, Taurus City, some, a team, you, I mean, something you wouldn't really expect uh, them to be really known for other than Taurus food. Something for them to specialize in. But apparently Los Angeles, they really like the French dip sandwich. Uh, you know, that's kind of like a roast beef or some kind of, you know, meat. The cheese on the bread and they dip it in the odd juice sauce. It's straight. I ain't the biggest French dip fan. I don't want a soggy ass sandwich. You know what I'm saying? I got to dip. And then uh, chicken and waffles. It's a good combination. I, I, I ain't the biggest chicken and waffle fans. I prefer them separate. I like waffles separate than my chicken. But uh, it, whatever floats your boat. Sushi. Love sushi. Absolutely love sushi. Um, especially if it's spicy. You have a little sriracha on the side. Soy sauce, you know what I'm saying? How I get down. Definitely not one of the people who like, eh, sushi. You know what I'm saying? I love sushi. Um, chili dog. Uh, I guess that's from street vendors. You know, who doesn't like a good hot dog? I mean, I like a beef hot dog. I just like a hot dog. As long as some chili on that thing, we good to go. I don't know why they call it a chili dog. That's a hot dog because if you're eating a hot dog without chili on it, then you better be at a campfire or... A ballpark. There's only two acceptable ways. Other than that, I might smack it out your hand. Uh, donuts are really big in Los Angeles. Um, who doesn't like a good donut? I, I love a good original glaze myself. Chinese food, of course. Uh, we know that. You see that all the time, you know, in movies and culture, that Chinese food is prevalent in Los Angeles. I love Chinese food. A uh, little sesame chicken, a little spring roll, shrimp spring roll. Love a little hot mustard. I always hit, I always hit the spot. I always do. Uh, tacos, uh, Mexican food in general, um, just the culture, you know, uh, the people, the, the natives of the land, they stay out there. You know, you have a, a Los Angeles, you know, Los, you know what I'm saying? So that's really big. So that, that's always going to bump you up in my rankings because uh, Mexican food is my favorite food. I love the, the marinated pork, anything like that. Love salsa, queso. Uh, I can make home make queso myself. I love it so much. I had to learn how to make it. So shout out to them for definitely, you know, they got taco trucks. Just, you know what I'm saying? It's probably one of the meccas of it, uh, of, of the Mexican food. Um, Korean food to go along with the Chinese food. Uh, another good, you know, just another good cultural dish to have. I mean, a cultural section of food to have. They have their food trucks. Like I mentioned, they got a lot of food trucks. Well, what you expect? It's Los Angeles. Pull up. Pull up and come eat. Come eat good. Uh, burgers and fries, apparently, is something that's big. I mean, I get it. You got like, what? what, what is it? Whataburger or In-N-Out that's over there. Um, but I wouldn't expect Los Angeles with their healthy asses to be like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to get the, I'm trying to get the burger. Trying to get my double cheese on with the, with the sloppy fry. Yeah, I tell them crispy fry. You know the way I'm going to hit my burger? Since we're talking food, I'm going to hit my burger like this. 
I want cheese, I want lettuce, I want onion, I want mayo, and I want ketchup. I don't want anything else in my burger. I might hit it with the bacon, I might not. And I want them fries crispy. But uh, And then wine, because Los Angeles is close to Napa Valley. Um, so you have to throw that in there. So that's it with Los Angeles with the food. And then we'll flip over to San Francisco. Uh, popsicles were really big in San Francisco. I think they originated there. I think that's what they claim. Uh, who doesn't like a good popsicle? My son Sage eats like two or three of them. You know what I'm saying? He tam up. You know what I'm saying? Who, who don't like a good popsicle? It's, it's hot outside. It's like 91 every day. That'd be like the low. Who don't want a popsicle? Crap. Crab legs. I don't know why I'm acting like I can't read that. Crab legs. Chipino. Uh It's it. It's like a fudge dipped cookie they eat in San Francisco. Martinis are prevalent in San Francisco. Those dry ass things. They like to sip on a little martini with a little olive shaking, not stirred. James Bond style I ain't with all that. I don't want no, just give me that tequila, triple shot, yeah, you know what I'm saying, hit it with the simple syrup, I mean, yeah, the triple sec, a little bit of lime juice, then with a real lime, you can salt the glass if you want, we ain't got, it don't really matter to me, one or two cues of ice, it don't matter, throw them in there, pass me the glass, uh, mission burritos, uh, burritos, you know what I'm saying, rice, meat, cheese, you know, Get that thing to go. Different styles of burritos. Mission burritos. Who don't like a good burrito? Uh, any team that has anything to do with Mexican food is just going to be in a top 16 team. It's going to get hard to rank these teams at the end. I've been doing research. I'm telling you. But burritos. Yeah. Love them. Gotta love them. Dungeonese crab. I like crab. I like seafood. Of course, it's the Bay Area. Um, any area, I shouldn't have to tell you that any area that's on the bay is going to have seafood in there, which bumps it up. Um, a dim sum is kind of like a dumpling. Uh, that's really prevalent over there in San Francisco and then sourdough bread. Who, who, I'm not Panera. I don't really care about the bread too much, man. You, y'all just out there eating sourdough. Y'all just walking around eating sourdough bread all willy nilly. Uh, we'll go to Arizona next. They eat a Sonoran style hot dog. Um, if I'm if I'm correct, I believe this is like a hot dog with. Um, well, hold on. Let me let me let me get this right. All right, it's got green peppers, onions, like pico, mayonnaise, mustard, chilies. It's like two hot dogs. I don't want that shit. This is what I was saying earlier. People be doing too much with the hot dog. It's just it's different ways you can hit the dog. I don't want all that on my dog. Uh, cheese crisp, exactly what you think it is. It's like flatbread, like, like it actually crispier than that. It's like, you know what I'm saying? They make like a super thin, crispy pizza that's a cheese crisp. Look, if it's an appetizer, but if you bring me super thin cheese crisps, you could have just brought me wine and cheese. 
Uh, I'm good on that. Chimichangas, of course. You hit peaky bread. I don't want peaky bread. I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna tell you about peaky bread. I'm gonna tell you what peaky bread is. It's made from blue corn. I don't know about you. I ain't the biggest bread person other than on my sandwich. I don't need this aside. I don't need a biscuit when I'm getting chicken. But I need it with my son. Uh, fly bread is another thing they like. They're in the burritos. Sun tea. Menudo. Which is like. A, it's. It's. Let me explain this to y'all. It's a soup. It's a soup made with cow stomach. I wanted to make sure I was right. I'm going to eat it. I'm going to eat it. Uh, Navajo tacos is also something they're into. And um, pozole. Uh, I'm going to eat it, though. I'm going to eat the menudo, though. I'm going to eat the menudo. you probably thinking out there, this nigga nasty, he going to eat the menudo. Yeah, I'm going to eat the menudo. And I'm going to eat the pasolo too, because it's also kind of like a soup. It's made with like hormony meat. I'm going to eat the masudo and the pasolo. Probably with some fly bread. But I'm not going to eat the Sonora style. I don't know. And uh, finally, we get to Seattle, which is the team. Uh, I think Seattle takes the cake with the food here. So I got Seattle finishing number two on the field, but number one with the food. Simply because Seattle, it's already a dope city. Shout out to Owl City. I believe in Fireflies. And those fireflies just shifted you to the fucking top of this ranking food-wise. Oysters, they, they, who don't like oysters? They do them all kind of ways. Teriyaki. And from what I'm saying is, they mastered the art of teriyaki. You want teriyaki, you pull up at Seattle. Russell Wilson going to hit you with a bowl of Sierra like he hit in Tyler Lockett for a touchdown pass. Um, Foe is really big there. Uh, Starbucks originated there. So I had to give them mad credit just for, I'm not the biggest coffee fan, but just for the pandemonium that Starbucks crave. I mean, it causes the um, way people, I know that people that crave it, they're dominant franchise in the coffee game and you, you got to give them their respect. They're really big on fresh produce up there. Um, chocolate, they, they do that really well along with the cupcakes. The, and, and dairy, for some reason, like, all these things I'm naming are just generalities, but, like, these are things, like, they take very seriously in Seattle, and um, I got to give them credit, I mean, you're not taking them as serious as they are, but Seattle, they, they, they got to get it in, they also... I gave them mad credit for this. They eat something called a homebow, H-O-M, 
Hombo. It's a sweet Hawaiian roll stuffed with like barbecue pulled pork with like onions and like mayonnaise and like stuff. Oh my God. It, it's like, it looked good to me. That's all I'm saying. It, it looked really good to me. That's all I'm saying. You you might not eat it, but me, I'm I'm gonna punish that. There's it also got one more thing, but I'm my like I said, my handwriting is absolutely terrible, so I have to Google what this is. I absolutely have no idea what I wrote down right now. So, they really don't need much else. Honestly, they're, they're winning with just that. Dude, they're winning off that because, I mean, Leah, L.A. has tourist food. Arizona, the Sonoran hot dog really just took me all the way out of here. And the fact that these motherfuckers just want to eat bread all the time. And um, San Francisco be number two. Seafood, they're really big on it. I'm big on it. And they made popsicles. I don't know, though, man. Los Angeles. Yeah, man, we're going to Los Angeles number two. So, final, final football order. Rams, Seattle, 49ers, Bozo Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury, Bozo-ass coach. Food rankings. We're going Seattle, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Cardinals again in the bottom. The first bottom and bottom team. Take that as you will. And on that note, I'm signing off. I hope you enjoyed it. Be looking out for the next episode coming up soon. We're going to tackle another NFC team, hopefully. Who knows? I might go back to back. Just depending on the schedules of my guests. I appreciate you. Holla. Peace, love, chicken grease. I'm out.